Groove Cafe. And it is time for yet another conversation right here on the Groove Cafe. Joining me today, I have Stella Kivila, who is a pharmacist, a performance coach, and the Uganda team leader at Project Girls for Girls, uh, which is just amazing. Uh, recently, I was part of at least a training session that you had, and yes. I enjoyed that. Yes. But I know there's so much to talk about. Welcome to the show, Stella. Thank you so much, Crystal, for having me. I'm super, super excited and delighted to be here today. It's a pleasure it's a pleasure yes. let's start with the you don't really sound Ugandan you want to share yes yes I call myself a Kenyan from Uganda uh-huh. so I am Kenyan I'm a Kenyan citizen mm-hmm. uh, but came to Uganda many years ago to study mm-hmm. and so Uganda has been my second home oh wow so yes yes okay. I've been here since I was in S5 S5 yes okay yes. and then university then university Macquarie University where mm-hmm. I did pharmacy Mm-hmm. And then I never left. <laughs> Did someone it's confuse you? It's a pal of Africa, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful country. And no, nobody convinced me to stay there. I get that question so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, because Ooh. a lot of times, um, that's what happens. Someone meets someone else and then they're like, okay, Uganda's home now. <laughs> I know, I know. So there's no other name beyond Kivila. That's mm-hmm. all I'll say for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yet, not yet. So okay. yeah, yeah, not yet. Well, welcome. Welcome to the show. As a pharmacist, yes. um, is that something that you wanted to do? You looked at medicine. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that where you started? If we go back in time for you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was it so a dream? It was a dream. Mm-hmm. Pharmacy was not the dream, but healthcare was. Healthcare. Mm-hmm. Yes, healthcare was. I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so, when I was in school, you had only five professions. When I was growing up, um, if, you were told, if you want to be successful in life, do this five professions Mm -hmm. and it's uh, being a doctor, engineer, pilot, accountant. Uh, People say teacher but in my school. I think it was lawyer, wasn't it? Yeah, lawyer was was the fifth and I used to be a very sickly child when I was growing up. I was a child who was in and out of hospital so picking um, medicine was first choice out of the five options and uh, because I said you know what I might as well know how the body works know how to treat myself Mm. so that's I had like a tunnel vision I didn't have a plan B I just wanted to become a doctor Fast forward, that's why I came into Uganda okay. to get my second shot at becoming a doctor. Because Your second you tried back home? Yes. So mm-hmm. in in Kenya, I was called to do Bachelor of Science mm-hmm. um, in University of Nairobi. Okay. And I was called to do medicine mm-hmm. on private sponsorship. This other one was given on government sponsorship. Uh-huh. I come from a middle class family. That means that somebody needed to sell a kidney or something for me to go to medical school. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, let me just settle for Bachelor of Science. But my parents had seen how hard I had worked and mm-hmm. I grew up just wanting to become a doctor. Okay. And so, you know how they talk to a friend who talks to a friend and one day my dad comes and says, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. I had talked to a friend and he said, you can take a second shot in Uganda. I don't know what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But off I came to Uganda Wow! to do S5, S6, going to Macquarie University and went into medical school now to do pharmacy. Again, I didn't get medicine, mm-hmm. but in hindsight, I think pharmacy is a good fit for me. Okay. It is a good fit for me. So that's my story. I love, I love that you are willing to try again. Yes. Because one of the things I've been talking to a lot of young people when mm-hmm. you deal with young ladies yes. is reminding people they have time. 
mm-hmm. world today is always telling us you have to you're in this mad rush you have to get this done now and you have to make this money now and you have yes. to and we have time I mean we there are people in their time. 40s 50s who are reinventing themselves absolutely you know and discovering their past mm-hmm. so so I love that you're that example you're like okay I still want this I still, still want this, this. Mm-hmm. and off I went to a foreign land no mm-hmm. family and uh, part of my resilience has come from I grew up at a very young age. Mm-hmm. I became an adult at a very young age. I was left alone at a very young age. Imagine coming to a foreign land with so, no guardian, no family friend. No one here. New culture, totally. And oh, you have man, to navigate Stella. through the whole thing. Yeah, wow. like a ninja. You know? You're a survivor <laughs> then. You are a hardcore survivor. So it's baptism by fire. But you, you I, I think some of the things you can't learn them until you swim with the sharks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are things you can't be taught in school. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I, I love what you said about having time. I think it's true. It's never too late to be that which you intended to be. Never too late. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have so many stories. I mean, people who, uh, uh, Saunders who started at KFC mm-hmm. at 62, <laughs> is it at 62? <laughs> yes. You know, and, and so we think that, you know, I think that as women, 3 or mm-hmm. the big party mm-hmm. people fear it so much eh? like, and oh, I have to have when i crossed that i was like what's a big deal yeah it's just another part of my life and i guess that's what happens when you get to 40 there are people in their 50s who yes. say it's the best time of their lives yes mm-hmm. yes absolutely okay. absolutely so you came to uganda quite young mm-hmm. and you got pharmacy mm-hmm. how many years um did you have to study because sometimes people say is it five years six mm-hmm. years if, especially if you're going to specialize it might take even longer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long i call them school? seven years okay that's too, too many <laughs> Why? Because uh, because because you have to go through medical school. So pharmacy, you go through four years, mm-hmm. and then you have to sit for a pre internship exam. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of time. Then you pass a pre internship exam. Then you go into your internship for one year. Mm-hmm. Then you sit for a pre registration exam, uh-huh. which now. Um, the Ministry of Health and the relevant bodies like Pharmaceutical Society of Uganda supervise that you're ready to become a pharmacist and then you become registered by the Ministry of Health. Mm -hmm. So it takes that time. So I'd just say maybe it takes six and a half to seven years for you to become a registered pharmacist with a number Mm -hmm. that you can be able to legally practice in in, in your jurisdiction which is Uganda. So yeah, so it's it's four years and then let's just say two years before you get your registration certificate. Yes. Yes. So from the time you were done, have you been practicing all through as a pharmacist? Absolutely, I have. But in different ways. Again, it's challenging the status quo. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that... um, that is very, I think, um, front and center for me is I hate routine. Mm-hmm. I hate routine. So I, 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 I kind of like go. <laughs> I, I, it's not like I hate it. I think I've, I've always thought about it. There must be a better way to do something. Mm-hmm. So when I came out to become a pharmacist, I went into community pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And it's because I just love the interaction with people. I tried the other things in internship, went mm-hmm. to manufacturing, and I could do it. But then I thought to myself in the next 10 years, I don't see myself there. Mm. I went to the other spaces where pharmacists uh, practice. And for me, I found a sweet spot. 
in the community pharmacy, which was not very popular at that particular mm-hmm. point. But I carved my niche there. Why? Because I could interact with a client, a client who comes in with pain and I'm able to interact with them and I can clearly see their, their eyes light up mm-hmm. and really understanding that I'm going to be better, I'm going to be okay. And so that's the impact I wanted to actually get. So self-awareness from a perspective that this is who I am, mm-hmm. this is what I like and I chose that particular path. So I have been practicing only in different spaces and mm-hmm. conventional spaces. So I currently work with a digital health company. Mm-hmm. Again, it's technology and health. Yes. And so it's 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 one of those things that I'm very I'm always looking at better ways that we can be able to help people access healthcare. Okay. So yes, it's it's impact to the person to say how do we empower the patient to take charge of their health. So mm-hmm. behind the counter um, so I worked with a company called Vine Pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. for eight years, I think, yes, <laughs> since yes. I was a student. Okay. And I, I came from behind the counter, the lady that you find in the pharmacy mm-hmm. and who welcomes you. And then I'm able to give you, dispense your medication, then went on to become a leader. Mm-hmm. So hence my business acumen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I led a team of 112 Nothing could have prepared me for leadership. Wow. Completely and entirely. I do not know what I was smoking. I said, (laughs) this is too difficult. Three months into the job, I wanted to quit because I said, oh my goodness. No, I think I'm okay leading myself, but leading other people is not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. And so I don't give up. Mm -hmm. Again, Sometimes I think we give up because we have options. At the point, I didn't have an option. I was like, this is it. I have to make it work by force by fire. Yeah. So I went back now to start reading books. So I read books because that is where, like it was a, I didn't have money to go back to school to mm-hmm. do a master's in leadership and what I don't have the time. So went into books, understood how teams are formed, mm-hmm. understood how to influence people, understood how, hence the coaching. That's mm-hmm. where it started. Okay. And came back and tried it, tested it. Some things backfired. Some things worked. And I found my leadership style. Mm-hmm. And yes, and I, I, I led the team for a long time. Wow. And uh, yeah, basically those things that you don't learn in school. And I always believe um, there's something called Google University, <laughs> which I totally... <laughs> which so many uh, of us. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And it helps a lot to just go and say, I don't know and I'm willing to learn. And I'm going to go and um, immerse myself into, into sharpening this particular skill. Mm-hmm. But also most important, to say can you ask for help Mm -hmm. so I had amazing mentors I had uh, bosses who are willing to help and 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 yeah it's a team effort and Mm -hmm. also the team you kind of they give you feedback in terms of this is working this is backfiring my Mm -hmm. friend you know and so you keep on reinventing yourself as you go along hence the people developments um I call it my purpose project okay and that's what I was born to do Mm -hmm. to help people play to their highest potential It sounds like your self-awareness kicked in at a pretty young age. And one of the interesting things about leadership, the journey of leadership, is you also end up learning quite a lot about yourself. About yourself. Yes, you have to, like you said, you discovered your leadership style and that has Mm -hmm. a lot to do with you understanding what your strengths and your weaknesses are. So, So when did you start Performance Point International? So started it in 2019 officially. Okay. So I stepped out of... um, 
of my previous employment mm. um and um I said okay this is what I want to do. There's one thing when you have an idea you're like okay so in the people development space you're leading a team and then I had always said you know what to be really really nice to actually do this for other organizations mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um and then and then I said okay so I'm, I want to actually start an entity um mm-hmm. in in that. And so when I stepped out um again I don't know what I was smoking. I was like, "Oh my goodness. Am I really ready to do this?" Stella, you're a pharmacist, and then you're going to come out and say, "Oh, by the way, I'm a coach and I can help your team. Yeah. I can help you build a high performance team." I was like, "Who knows me like that? People know me as a pharmacist." Mm-hmm. And so I remember again, it comes back to doubting ourselves and yes. I said, Maybe I was good in that organization. Maybe I'm not so good out there. It's 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 that thing that you I call it the imposter syndrome. I have understood some of the things that are sabotages to me. Mhm. It's self sabotage. Yeah. For many the people. The imposter syndrome that yes. you say who am I, I to think I can do this? Who am I to think I can actually do this? So I thought, okay, I may be a crocodile in this organization, but outside I'm a lizard. Stella, <laughs> please don't even just go back to pharmacy. So I had six months of debating, mm. and and every time people ask me. Um, what are you doing now? I kept on saying, "Oh yes, I'm, you know, consultancy. Oh, I am. Yes, I'm a coach now." And they're like, "Oh, come talk to my team. Come and and people who knew me would give me those opportunities." But then I hadn't yet gone fully. Hadn't yet mentally decided. 2019 January decided we're going to go live and that's how Performance Point International was born. Okay. And I said, "If you're going to do it, you're going to do it well." And you're going to get into the market, okay. and you're going to build this brand. So you and do leadership yes. training, coaching. Do you work with individuals or companies, groups? How does it work? So we work with organization um, organizations uh, primarily, mm-hmm. and so what we do, we help company executives be able to build high performance teams. Mm-hmm. But this is the difference with what we do. We use um, we use an individual approach to team performance. Because we believe that everybody is different, mm-hmm. and it's okay that your team is different, and everyone is important, and everybody is important. And how are you able then to identify the strengths of every individual in your team, mm-hmm. bring them together, and they bring value to the table? Okay. And so we definitely have um, assessments that we do to be able to say this is who you are to help individuals to understand that this is who you are. and you are fantastic and you have superpowers how do we now package that to bring value to the table mm-hmm. and then for the executives and the team leaders to understand that you know what perhaps this person would be better suited for this role mm-hmm. you know yeah. perhaps they're not performing to their highest potential because they're in the wrong place mm-hmm. what if we give them an opportunity in another space so awareness precedes oh, choice yes. and so for us we believe that we can actually bring the whole diversity um a situation and uh, promote the diversity agenda from just self awareness so we help that. people to be able to understand that for themselves and the leaders to understand that about the individuals in the team and therefore be able to make better choices in terms of the initiatives that they're leading in the organization true yeah. i love yeah. that i mean yeah. so many people miss out on their potential because true. you know that particular area they're strong in is not identified and it's on the team leader to be able to identify those yes. spaces that people will best thrive in absolutely so two and a half years into your journey now almost yes. right how yes. has it been how has it been i wanted to quit in my first year <laughs> <laughs> okay the honesty is here oh my goodness 
yes. We're I ready was like, for it. I was like, oh my goodness. Mm. Um, so there's one thing to have an organization. You start a business. And, and you know how the statistic goes in Uganda where the most entrepreneurial nation in the world mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. yes, yes but, we are. but most of our businesses don't get to survive the first birthday mm-hmm. so I was one of those risky uh, businesses like oh my goodness I think I'm going to fall in this statistic we're not going to celebrate our first birthday because <laughs> I am done I'm tired mm-hmm. and it was difficult difficult why because one now we've carved our niche this is what we do what I've just explained to you but mm-hmm. when I was coming out and something I'd like to tell even entrepreneurs coming into the business is is uh, do your research I came in with a very romantic view mm. of the market yes I'm like wow so you're good and so people are going to call you and they're gonna pay you mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um they like you they will call you some of them will not pay you mm. right yes um, that's one of the trickiest yes, things yes exactly will not pay you it's and another then, job chasing payments <laughs> it's it's a full time somebody has to have a JD for it now I understand <laughs> it I understand it you know yeah. so but then at the end of the day it's 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 that one we were very general mm. and we quite did not understand our comparative advantage what did we want to play in the market in mm-hmm. so there are very many people who are doing people development but what's your niche what's the x factor why should we choose you over the other it's the same business principles mm-hmm. so I was leading PPI as a hobby, not mm. as a business. Right. And 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 that was a you have to come back and reflect and say um what's your competitive advantage? Mm-hmm. And so in the first year of course it did not work. We got jobs but we had the same challenges. Mm-hmm. And the reason why people are not maybe willing to pay or the people who uh, consume your services are you're going to run around uh, chasing for money is because perhaps they don't feel your value. Mm-hmm. And so what can you be able to change? So come back and innovate. And, and mm-hmm. the second year, you know, we keep on every single year, we go back and say, who are we again? Who are we? Mm-hmm. And what are we playing? What is our best foot forward Mm -hmm. so i'm not going to compete with other people in the market they have their niche amazing at what they do but this is what you bring to the table right so that have been my lessons Mm -hmm. yeah yeah those are questions you need to ask right at the beginning and keep answering on the way keep on answering and Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to start again one of my friends um she's called laura she said never be afraid to start again Mm -hmm. never be just it's okay just imagine your business as a cat it has nine lives so please do not be afraid to start again I just start that. from scratch go back to the drawing board and, and ask see yourself, this didn't work let that didn't go work. Mm-hmm. yeah and what can I do so be also honest in terms of what have you been able to do what have you not been able to do what have you failed at you know mm-hmm. and what have you done well so kind of like sieve the chaff take the things that this uh, we actually were good at this yes, mm-hmm. we do so well and this this is we don't know <laughs> uh, yeah this just leave you know matters to the generals the generals this we do not know we're mm-hmm. not going to go there yeah but this we do so well yeah so then we do a lot of um group coaching mm-hmm. and then during covid we started getting um requests to do individual coaching mm-hmm. because then people would say maybe in my organization they don't have the budget for it but i am willing to go through this coaching process i want to invest in myself, in myself. so mm-hmm. so so we started individual coaching as well it's been um, an iterative process. I think that's what 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 I've understood about life. Mm-hmm. 
use every opportunity to just learn forward. Yes. Learn mm-hmm. forward. Right now if I told you what's going to happen in the next 5 years, you know people say oh five year plan i think many organizations have just dropped their five year plan like what is that we didn't <laughs> think know. covid was going to happen well, right like on the fly right now we have to adjust and adapt like Absolutely. every step of the way and agility is a very important characteristic mm. for you to survive in this century mm-hmm. in this era mm. so for me it's just morph as you go along mm-hmm. iterate build measure learn repeat build measure learn repeat okay that's all you need to know all right yeah and I you'll be that. good build measure learn repeat repeat okay yes so your journey with PPI is about two and a half years in you mm-hmm. kind of understood your purpose mm-hmm. and then you became a team leader for project girls for girls yes. where there's a lot of focus on young girls and young women you know mm-hmm. building them to their full capacity giving them the skills they need to flourish to succeed mm-hmm. yes in senior mm-hmm. management in boardrooms i mean there's a whole thing when did that happen interesting i have a story for everything right <laughs> so in 2017 i go through major surgery Okay. So I'm in Nairobi recovering mm-hmm. for 3 months in my mother's house. Mm-hmm. And there's something about surgery that just wakes you up. Mm-hmm. You know? Um one I never thought I was going to go through surgery at a young age and I use young very um generously. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like I mean people get surgery at a later part in their lives. I'm like I went through surgery. So mm-hmm. So I couldn't move. So you, basically what do you do when you're recovering from mm-hmm. major surgery? You just sit, watch TV, eat, become fat, um <laughs> and let everybody take care of you. Yes. But then one of the other things that happens is that you stop. And 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 given my life it was very fast paced and yeah. I was stopped. It had been it was, go 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 and now I had the chance to actually stop and face what I'd call my demons. Mm-hmm. You see what happens is that crystal many people would see you're okay. You've made it, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. you know your full potential. Mm-hmm. And 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 I had to look at myself in the mirror and ask myself what if this was it? Mm-hmm. This was it. I went under the knife and I did not wake up. Yeah. What would I be remembered for? So I came in to just occupy space in the world and then just exit, you know? <laughs> So then I call girls for girls a legacy project. Mm-hmm. So that's a legacy project. And why women? Because mm-hmm. I am a woman and I understand that there are so many barriers that society has put for us. But I think the worst barriers are the ones we put for ourselves. Yes. So I had to face my self-imposed barriers. When I talked to you about imposter syndrome, it was me naming my fear. Mm-hmm. I knew who I could be. I knew where I could go. However, I was not taking action. Mm. And of course we have all these amazing glorious excuses about why we talk about the economy, mm. we talk about so many things. And you talk yourself down. I'm like, yeah, but wait a minute. You're kind of doing better than other people. <laughs> uh, people look up to you. People actually celebrate you, but you know your full potential. Mm-hmm. And so you have to name your fear. You have to come back and say this is what is holding me back and mm-hmm. had to name those things for myself. Okay. Then I had also worked with a team that was 90% women. Mhm. And I understood the work it takes to 
prove to them that you're good enough, you know, mm-hmm. um, and compared to the male counterparts. You have to kind of like, you know, say you can do it to identify their potential. You have to convince them a bit further about that they can be able to do it. Mm-hmm. As I said, it would be really nice for me and I said I wanted to mentor women outside the organization mm-hmm. because it was really mentoring I believe when we give we actually receive and so I just wanted that opportunity I did not know what I did not know where I did not know how I didn't know that I was going to form a Selaki Villa Foundation I had no idea I just put it down that these are the three things that need to change when I get out of this recovery bed mm-hmm. and so I come in um, into 2018 uh, back to work and one of the things I had said that was holding me back I never used to network imagine mm-hmm. me people think I'm a people person mm-hmm. but my routine was homework 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 <laughs> I'm like yeah because again the imposter syndrome makes you feel like if I meet Crystal, what mm-hmm. do I have to offer Crystal? Crystal yeah. is magnanimous, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, I thought, okay, the people I know, I know. Mm-hmm. If I accidentally, you know, meet you, wonderful. But I'm not going to go all out like, you know what? Hi, how are you? What? I'll stay safe yes, in my little yes, bubble. Yes, yet I'm a people person, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. I never used to network. So networking was my first thing mm-hmm. in terms of coming back and saying networking. The second thing, I said I wanted to mentor outside the organization Mm -hmm. since I had already mentored within the organization and so come in and I get my first networking platform Mm -hmm. and so I always believe that I call it it's God aligning things Mm -hmm. when you define what you want God aligns things and people call it the universe I call it God Um, so in that networking uh, event. I meet one of the co-founders of Girls for Girls, and this is how we were just having <laughs> lunch. You know how you're like, people are introducing themselves, mm-hmm. and this lady just says, and she's um, Alan Asimwe. Mm-hmm. She says, my name is Alan Asimwe. When we went to Harvard, we formed Girls for Girls. I'm the former country director of Trademark East Africa, and she went on and on, and that's it. I was like, mentoring. I need to talk to that chick. It clicked for you. It clicked for me. Mm-hmm. So I went. And approached her and the rest is history. She was wow. just starting. She just come back from Harvard. They were running a pilot and I just asked for an opportunity to plug in. And we've been able to build an amazing, amazing initiative mm-hmm. um, years later. And it has taken the effort of so many women building other women. And for me, that is it. I always believe sometimes it will be your vision. Mm-hmm. But also find a person who's also aligned to your vision. Yeah. We don't always have to start from scratch. Find something that you can build a vision towards. And so for me, it has been very fulfilling to build the Girls for Girls vision. That it's is interesting. Story. Networking was one of your fears, one of your issues. Yes. You jumped into networking. Yes. And then you met her. Yes. Eh, okay. <laughs> exactly. And then the thing is, one thing I've realized is that the hardest thing is to take action. Mm-hmm. As in Girls for Girls, we, 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 we say do it afraid. Yes. It's, it's normalizing that fear is going to be there. Even approaching Alan, remember I have the imposter syndrome on mm-hmm. my back. It's like, really, do you even have the English to speak to? <laughs> To somebody from Harvard, Stella, relax, relax, you know. But then, but then I approached Alan Mm -hmm. and Alan was like, oh my goodness, amazing. We're just starting, come on board. And imposter syndrome comes and says, but wait a minute, these are corporate women. Mm -hmm. What do you have to offer, Stella? Just sit in the background. And that's what we always say that for nothing else. And I think Michelle Obama said that in her book, Becoming, that if you think you have nothing, you have your story. 
Yes. That's all you need. All you need it's is your story. your story. So many times our stories, we kind of like trivialize our stories mm-hmm. because we believe, I mean, it's my story. It doesn't really matter. Like the story I've just told you about coming all the way from, from, a, from a different country to come and pursue my dream. And I remember the first time I was asked, because in Girls for Girls, we tell our stories and that's how we mentor because we believe that your story is going to inspire the next person into action. And I was like, me, why are you calling me? Me, I just want to serve tea. And other people have better stories to tell. And I came in and actually talked to this group of young high school uh, girls about my story of following my dream and how I failed to get it in in my first shot. And And that was it. Mm -hmm. Crystal, that was it. They're like, what? So I can do sciences. I had given up on sciences. Now I can actually do sciences Mm because I really want to do sciences. And that's all. You just have your story. Yes. You just have your story and that is important. I love and so, that. And, and so owning your story liberates you to say nobody can copy your story. Mm-hmm. Crystal and Stella are totally different. Let's own our stories. Let's tell our stories. And that is where the impact is. True. I yeah. mean, I do not know how many people I've interviewed and they're mm-hmm. like, but I have nothing to say. What Thank am you. I going to talk about? And then at the end of the interview, they're like, oh my gosh, I never knew I, I had so much to say. And I'm like, yes, exactly. because we all have our unique journeys and we never know how we're going to impact someone else. Absolutely. Oh, Stella, it's Absolutely. been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank my you goodness, so I'm much, fired up now. <laughs> I'm so fired me up. Me too, me too. Such so, a pleasure. How can we get in touch with you? How can we find out more about PPI and of course your project Girls for Girls how can we you know tap into what you're doing fantastic so you can find me on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. very active on LinkedIn as Stella Kivila so I'm the only Stella Kivila I think on LinkedIn (laughs) yes on LinkedIn I think Mm -hmm. yes so Stella Mm -hmm. Kivila on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and also other social media platforms so on Twitter on Facebook on Instagram and then uh, Performance Point on the socials as well on Facebook um, and on Twitter Mm -hmm. and also on LinkedIn as well as Performance Point International as Performance Point International National. Okay. And then uh, Project Girls for Girls, you can go to our website and you'll get all the information about, about uh, Project Girls for Girls. And most importantly, you can plug in as a mentor. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can plug in as a mentee. And as a mentee, what happens is that we'll put you in a waiting list as we run cohorts because we believe in group mentoring. Mm-hmm. So we will be able to put you in the right cohort and then you can be able to be um, aligned with your with your mentors. Mm-hmm. And, and so also on our very active on LinkedIn as well as Project Girls for Girls Uganda mm-hmm. and um, also on Facebook and Instagram as well. So please drop us a note and, and let us know uh, how you can be able to plug in and there's a platform, there's a show I host every every second Friday of okay. every month called the Girls for Girls Fireside Chat. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to be available on Zoom. So every second Friday of, of every month. And we love bringing people to just talk about their real stories. And, and, and they're just real people and it's mm. basically having like a girlfriend conversation around a fire on mm-hmm. you now that it's virtual would want to have it physically <laughs> I know. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's also another place for us to be able to, to, to have a conversation so and, and yeah you can be able to plug in into all our events we have so many events we have a book club going on we have a women entrepreneurs 
um, forum that is going on. It's full of activity. Mm-hmm. I love, I love what you're building. So yes. please plug in. Please I think plug I was in. able to plug into your women in media cohort. I think. Awesome. Yes. Imagine so. that. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. Thank you so much for well, giving. Pleasure Your story is amazing you. and remarkable. And thank you for hosting people to tell us their stories. Oh, no problem. <laughs> yes. I think I'm the one who's more blessed. But thank you again for joining me. <laughs> Groove Cafe.